And I'm speaking from experience when I tell you this is emotional stuff. If you know your kid is struggling with something, trying to get the help that they deserve, it's just harder than it needs to be. This is a Holding Out to Learning LLC production. Hit it! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You might want to turn right back around because here comes the short ball dude from the Recharge Parents Show. What is going on, fellow parents? Thank you for popping into the Recharge Parents Show. In this episode... We're going to dive into what it means to find a true helper. They're not so easy to find sometimes. A true helper, in my opinion, is the person you've been looking for to help you and your child in whatever challenge it is that you face. We're also going to dive into a couple personal stories of mine that, t- that kind of go along with this overall theme of finding help. I'm going to share a story of my daughter in how we had a hard time getting her support for her anxiety disorder. We had to knock down doors and jump jump over hurdles to try to get her some support for that. I'm also going to share with you a story, a bizarre story, of how I had a battle with a cable company. And in an odd, demented way, it's going to relate back to our topic of finding a true helper. You'll have to give me some leash on that one, though. And we'll finish up with the meat of why you're probably tuning in. Some ideas on what you can do to reach out to people who can help, those true helpers, regardless of the challenge your child faces. If it's academic support you're looking for, behavior support, social-emotional, mental health, whatever challenge your child is facing, I'm going to give you some practical tips on how you can reach out to people and what you can do when you finally get an appointment or you finally talk to somebody who you think might be able to help you. All of that's coming up in this episode. Hold on, let's get into it. It's time to get recharged, people. In the recharge portion of our program, I'm usually going to share some stories with you. Some of them funny about my failures or battles that I've ensued through the years to prove a point or to share a message that I learned along the way. And I also share some personal stories of myself or maybe even some people who I know and some of the challenges that they faced that they had to get through. Today's got, I've got two stories to share for you in the recharge portion. First, I need to take you back to 2007. In the fall of 2007, my wife and I, we were proud parents. We just had our son. Life was good, although we didn't sleep, as you learned in the last episode. Uh, our children have a hard time sleeping in our house, and that was not just our twins, that was also our very first, our son as well. However, we were happy to be moving, but if you've ever moved before, it's not all coming up roses, people. You know what I'm talking about if you've moved. There's the, the packing that's involved, and that is just a chore in itself, but then there's also the other parts of it, like making sure you're electric, is going to turn on at your new place, changing over internet service, cable. If you have cable, which we did back in the day, now we've, we've just go, we stream. But back in the day, 
2007, streaming wasn't available, we were on with a cable company, and I don't know what it is. I'm actually a pretty chill person. I don't usually allow things to get me down too much or to get me too ramped up and and angry or frustrated. However, I have this thing with cable companies that goes back for decades. There are people in cable companies who can make me so frustrated I lose my mind. As a, I would say, a somewhat rational and chill person, they seem to bring emotions out of me that I don't normally exhibit. In 2007, when we moved, I was assured that it was going to be an easy switchover as we're only going just a couple towns over. Not a big deal. Same same cable company, we're just closing down the old cable and open up the new one. However, as much as they assured me it would be easy, it was not. Now, the actual cable turned on at the new place. What I had a problem was was the money that was involved. So, for whatever reason, they charged me $150 uh, to close down the old and start up the new, transfer it over. I paid the $150. Doesn't seem like a big deal, right? With the exception that they were claiming I didn't. So I had to pay it twice just to make sure everything moved over. And then I had to try to battle the cable company for my $150. Now, mind you, Probably a really rational person would be like, uh, after a few battles, calling them and going round and round and round with them, it's not worth it. You keep my money. I'm not, I'm tired of this. Even probably your average person may try to get recoup that money once, maybe call twice, three times. After 32 attempts of calling the cable company, I was at my wits end. This took months. And I'm not making an over-exaggeration. 32 is the actual number that will stick with me for the rest of my life. I would call every day. And I would get somebody new every day. And I would plead my case every day. You have my money. I'm not trying to steal. I'm not trying to jip you out of your cash. I just want my $150. Me being, well, sometimes stubborn. I do have a stubborn streak. I wasn't going to just let go. But after, I don't know, somewhere between 23 and 31 phone calls, I started to lose my juice. And most of those phone calls would be me losing my mind, getting off the phone and just being ready to just tear paper apart or, I don't know, do something irrational for sure. And it didn't make me a good human when I'd get off the phone. Like, I'd vent it all out to my wife and she'd just sit there and smile shake her head and be like, is it really that worth, is it really worth it? Yes, we could use the $150. It's not like we were rich or anything, but after you call so many times, at some point, you're probably just ready to hang up the boots and let it go. However, I was not willing to do so. But my wife, being the sweet person she was, after 32 phone calls, one Sunday morning, oh, around nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, she said, why don't I call this time? And I said, go ahead. It's not going to help. I get so frustrated with these people. Every time I call, nobody will help. I say the same things like, look at the phone phone records. Look how many times I've called. I even gave them like specifics on the date that money was given to them and everything. I would do this every time. And 
Sometimes people would be a little bit, oh, supportive and say, we do understand that this would be, this is definitely something that needs to be addressed, but they would never address it. And then there would be some people who just blow me off in general. Then my wife called just some Sunday morning and got a super sweet, supportive person. Some guy actually stopped to listen. Some guy actually believed what she was saying. Probably my wife sounds better on the phone, and and I'm not sure I was probably the most rational person when I was calling each time, especially somewhere after phone call 15. I started to get frustrated, and I was just ramped up by the time time somebody picked up. But my wife was probably sounding much more mild in her approach, and this guy went back through and actually looked, and he was like, holy cow, you guys have called 32 times about this. There must be something to this. And he actually put her on hold, and went and found some answers. You see, a true helper is somebody who's willing to go out of their way to help you. They're not growing on trees. There are helpers everywhere. I honestly believe schools are filled with true helpers. These are people who just are very unselfish and just want to help. Sometimes outside of the school walls, it's harder to find true helpers. There's plenty. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of amazing people doing amazing things, very humble, very unselfish, doing whatever they can to help people. But apparently a lot of those people aren't living in cable companies. But we found one, finally. And you know what? That's all it took. My wife called and we finally got our $150 credited back to our cable bill. I was happy, but I was also disappointed. Like, as somebody who wanted results, I didn't really get that result. My wife got it. But in the end... We got it as a team, so it worked out great. That's one story. Seems weird. All of that to kind of get back to the point of we needed a true helper. We needed somebody who would just step out of the way and listen to us. Step back and try to help. Here's one on a more personal scale. My daughter has an anxiety disorder. This was an amazing challenge for our family. I say our family as a whole. It was really a challenge for her, but a lot of times challenges become family challenges if one of your children, or even an adult, has something they're going through. Well, in this particular case, my daughter had really been struggling with anxiety, and it had taken her a while to figure, it had taken us a while to figure out what was going on, but it had taken her a while, years in development, before she got to the point where she could be able to, to communicate what was going on. We got to the point where she would say things like, it's just fuzzy in my head. Now, a lot of people think an anxiety disorder just means like you're just worried all the time and maybe you're chewing your nails. And that is part of an anxiety disorder. But that's not it. That's not the only way that it shows itself. In our case, like people on the outside wouldn't even know that she's got an anxiety disorder. But we would feel it when it came home because all this pent up anxiety you know, whether she was at school or wherever she was, would come out when she got to her safe space, which was home. And then we'd get behaviors and we would get real challenging situations we had to work through. Well, that brings me to this portion. You see, what I found (laughs) was much like the cable company, there weren't a lot of people who were willing to listen to me about my five-year-old having an anxiety disorder. I met with a psychologist, a psychiatrist. The list goes on and on. I pleaded my case, and it wasn't until I found a true helper 
that was actually willing to listen to me that we finally got some support that we needed, some support my my daughter desperately needed. It took about two years. Now, mind you, we'd also put my daughter uh, in some other services. So it wasn't just like we were trying to get a diagnosis for an anxiety disorder. We just wanted her to get some help. But we really needed a doctor to tell us, yes, you're not out of your mind. I totally understand what you're saying. It happened. One day, we went to with a new doctor. I just gave him a, gave him a try. Like the, all the other times, I pleaded my case and just kind of laid it out there. And I think it was somewhere near the, the point when I was just about to tear up when he finally realized, wow, yeah, these people are definitely struggling. You see, once you tell your story so many times, it becomes more and more emotional. With me and my daughter, I was pleading. And I pretty much said to this doctor, listen, I come from a world where I support kids that struggle. I support staff that work with kids that are struggling. I'm not making this up. I'm telling you what my daughter's going through. I'm telling you the behaviors I'm seeing. I'm telling you what she's communicating with me and my wife. She needs help. I'm pleading for you to listen to what I'm saying and offer up some help. And finally, bless Dr. Dunn, who was finally the person who was the true helper that we needed to get support for my daughter. All of that, in both of those stories, to tell you this, it's not always easy to get your kids the support they need. It's frankly, it's too challenging sometimes. If your child needs a physician, well, you can get a physician, but can you get what it is that you need, the support? If your child needs counseling services, you can find a counselor, hopefully, Although they're harder to find now, meaning, meaning that they're out there, but staffing's an issue. Psychologists, staffing's an issue. Psychiatrists, staff, you're getting where I'm going. Any kind of provider now, it's just harder to get to them, number one. And then you have to tell them your story, and you have to hope that they actually believe you, understand what you're telling them, and relate. And then you've got to hope they're a true helper in that they're going to bend over backwards to make sure that you and your child are taken care of. Getting your child the, the services that they might need isn't always easy. So I want to talk about some things that you can do as you're trying to reach out for support. Whatever it is that you're looking for for your kid, just want to give you some practical things that I've learned along the way. It all kind of goes into my old coaching philosophy, to be honest with you. As if you listen to the first episode, you know that I, I coached many years soccer at the middle school and then also the high school level. And the one thing I would always tell my players was proper preparation will give you a better chance to succeed. That is the exact message that I'm telling you. When you go into a meeting for anything, you're going to be more confident in what you're trying to tell them if you actually have an idea of how you want to relay your message to them. It's important to kind of think things out. So from us as, as a family, we've had so many different things that have happened through the years that we've had to reach out. When my daughters were real young, we needed to reach out for PT, which is physical therapy, for my one daughter, and speech services for my other daughter. That did not come easy. My son has allergies and eventually ended up with allergy-induced asthma. We ended up going to the emergency room multiple times because he was wheezing, having a hard time breathing. 
And the doctors were telling me, well, he can't really be diagnosed with asthma until he's seven. My wife and I both had to work hard at getting that diagnosis because for whatever reason, they wouldn't allow him to be officially an asthmatic with an inhaler until he was seven. Another thing we had to deal with, I already told you about the issues with the anxiety disorder with my daughter, but also my son has type 1 diabetes and trying to find support and trying to find a community that would support us in that endeavor was really difficult. So we've been through this and I'm speaking from experience when I tell you this is emotional stuff. If you know your kid is struggling with something, trying to get the help that they deserve it's just harder than it needs to be. So here's a few things to think about that we've learned as we've gone through all these journeys with our kids as parents trying to reach out to whatever provider it was that we were trying to get support from. So the first thing I'll tell you, along the lines of making sure you're prepared, think about your phone call you're making. So for example, if you're calling a, a teacher Maybe you just need some academic help and you're trying to, trying to find extra ways that you can help your kid at home. Have an idea what you want to say ahead of time. Here, th- maybe this example will go a little bit better for you. If you have a child who needs counseling and you really need to relay the importance of getting counseling because maybe they just need opportunities to, commun- you know, to communicate and talk with somebody for whatever reason, for whatever it is that they're going through, Before you dial the phone, pause and think about what is it that I want to tell them? Because when the person picks up on the other end of that phone, they're not going to sit there for a half an hour. You're only going to get a small window to tell them exactly what the challenge is. If it's a secretary you're talking to, hopefully they're relaying that message onto the doctor or the counselor or the psychologist or whoever it is that you're looking for. I would highly suggest just make it a few main points. You do not need to go into like an hour story. Just give them the main, most important pieces. You can tell them the rest once you get there. But the idea here is you've got to let them know that you have an actual issue. Your child needs some support. And so make sure that you pick the main issues that need to be addressed. From there, once you actually get your foot in the door to whatever... uh, organization you're looking to get support from. Now you also need to think about before you go, how you're going to present the information you have to the doctor or the psychologist or the physical therapist or occupational therapist, whoever it is that you're meeting with. You need to think about not just the issues that arise for your child, but also maybe some things you've tried. So if you can let the person know, hey, we've tried this and we had minimal success, or we had a little bit of success, whatever it is, so you're giving them the full story, again, they're not going to have an hour. (laughs) So you want to make sure that you give them a message that is going to be meaningful, and try your best to don't overdo the emotion. You want them to know that this is important to you. You want to be able to relay the message that your, your child is struggling, and be very specific about that, But don't get frustrated with them. Don't get angry with them. Just let them know the importance of it. If you shed a few tears, maybe that kind of emotion might help. But when you get frustrated because you're worried that they're not listening to you, then they probably get frustrated. And in the end, you might not get what you want either. So those are the starting points, right? Like 
Think about what you're doing before you call and also think about what you're going to say before you go in for the appointment. Then a couple other things, and this is always important, and maybe I should even lead with this. Talk with those at your school. I told you schools are filled with true helpers. They really are. I honestly believe that. Whether it's a school counselor who needs to help your kid, or a teacher, or an administrator, whoever it is in that school that is helping your kid, it's a good idea to get their advice as well. So if you're looking for somebody outside of school to help you, lean on the school. So if it's a counseling service you need, talk with the teacher. What are the things that are happening in school, in the classroom, on recess, or during lunch, whenever it is? What are the things that they're seeing? What are the things that they're trying? So the idea is that you're gathering as much information as you can. And when you go in to meet with whoever it is in that appointment, you can say, it's not just us. It's The school is also telling us that my child needs some extra help. That definitely will give you some extra firepower. And then the last thing I'll tell you is this. Leaning on friends can be great, but it doesn't always have to be just an in-person friend. There are plenty of groups out there that help support people, help support families, whether it's a Facebook group or you know, in my community I have for recharged educators, um, we all lean on each other. We share, we're vulnerable and share some of the things that are, we're challenging. You know, we offer up some ideas to each other in a very compassionate, non-threatening way. There are opportunities for you to get involved with groups online out there. If you have friends who've had experiences similar to whatever it is that you're going through, that can be ultra helpful. Being a parent can be flat out messy sometimes, but don't let the mess break you. Easier said than done, because when your kid is going through something that they're struggling with, it is not easy. It is tough to watch them struggle. Everyone in the family feels it, and it can be just really difficult to work through some challenges. When you're looking for support, Try to find true helpers. They're the ones that are going to bend over backwards to help you. And once you found them, lean on them. Don't break their backs. Don't don't overdo it, but lean on them. Once you find people who are willing to help your child, it makes a huge difference. A huge difference. Regardless of whatever the resources are that they're sharing with you, regardless of the information they're giving to you, whatever support they're providing, it just makes a big difference. Along that same lines, if you find support, be a true helper and help others. It's one of the reasons why I do this podcast, because I feel like my family and I, we've gone through some challenges. I've also seen a lot of kids working in well over 20 years in education with kids devoting all my time to helping kids who struggle, I've seen a lot of kids and I've talked with a lot of families who've gone through a lot. So my way of turning that back, kind of thanking the people who helped me and my family, is to try to help you and your family. I hope you hang in there. Parenting's not easy. and Obviously, you're listening to this podcast. You know that. However, it's important that you remember your kid's amazing 
your kid is an awesome human and has great strengths. Sometimes it's hard to remember that when challenges can get really heavy on you, but sometimes that helps to keep you moving along. And I say that because moving along is really important to try to get the services that your kid needs. You might have to call 32 times, but in the end, it will be worth it if you get the service, if you get the support that your child needs to be successful. Thanks for dropping into this episode. I appreciate you out there. Keep your head up. Parenting's tough, but together, leaning on other people, you can get through it, and in the end, your child's going to benefit. Matter of fact, the only thing I do know is that most of the time I don't know. Dad, you're super cringy. Is your 9 or 10-year-old already starting to fill out their application for Harvard, Yale, or Oxford? Parenting is just flat-out messy sometimes. If you happen to like this stuff from the short bald dude, new episodes drop every other Thursday. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you think he's halfway decent, you can also rate and review. You can also send him some feedback too if you email him at researchcommunity at gmail.com. You can share ideas on future topics or just yell at him for his horrible sense of humor. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'd like to give a shout out to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can check out his information in the show notes below.